Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Very good Saturday morning to you. It's Draft Time Radio live in Roslyn this morning at the Vintage Camper uh, uh, Rally that is going on here. Be going on yesterday, today, and tomorrow where uh, they have gathered, I don't know, about 40, 50 uh, vintage campers uh, of all stripes from little teardrop campers. And you can see in the background right in front of me this great old car. Uh, I think it's an old Chevy, if I'm not mistaken, with the teardrop behind it. And then behind that, several campers going all the way back and all the way around the, the uh, slim, rungy field here this morning. And uh, that allows us to, um, you know, come out here and take a look at some of the vintage cameras. We had um, our friend Jane on from the vintage camera, uh, vintage camera, vintage trailer uh, company down in uh, Tacoma. So anyway, uh, we're out here at uh, Roslyn. It is a beautiful day. I mean, the temperature is going to get into the 90s, probably in the 80s already uh, uh, out here. And uh, just a great day to get out of the city if you're uh, not doing anything and come on out uh, to Roslyn, check out the vintage trailers and uh, all the fun that people are having out here. Um, and have a good time. That's what it's all about, right? Is uh, going out, taking a nice drive. I-90 was nice all the way out. Although, if you are uh, heading on I-5 uh, and, and want to get on 90, the uh, collector lanes are closed in the first uh, of several closures that you're going to see this summer. So if, you're, um, if you can at all avoid it, by going over the top uh, over 405, or if you can go uh, the other way, uh, it is uh, it is advisable to do that. It's advisable to you know uh, go up 405 or go over the 520 bridge. Maybe you'll pay a three dollar toll, but you'll save yourself a lot of time and a lot of aggravation because you know how these detours go. Uh, a lot of times, you know, they got signs going this way, signs going that way. Some clown turns the sign around, and next thing you know. You know, you're, you're in Burien, so you don't, we don't want that to happen to you. Uh, we want you to, in, uh, you know, go out there and enjoy the weekend. Uh, we gave you some hot car tips last week. We hope you followed them. Please make sure that when you're getting out of your car that you have your uh, pets and you don't leave uh, your kids, your pets, uh, plastic things in the car. Uh, as we tell you time and time again, temperatures, and I know in Seattle sometimes people aren't used to it, but, you know, temperatures get up into the, you know, into the 120s, 130s, 140s. I mean, you can fry an egg on a dashboard. So, you know, please pay attention to uh, the situation where you would be, um, you, you know, leaving something in the car or make sure that you don't leave the dog in the car. That's, the you know, and the kids. Uh, but a lot of times people will you know, leave that dog in a car, run to the supermarket, come back out again. And that's just cruel to the dog. You know, we don't, we, we don't want that, uh, you know, any, any problems uh, where the dog gets sick or gets hurt uh, because you weren't thinking about it. So if you're going to take your dog in the car also, um, you might want to make sure that you have some uh, bottled water in the car and a little dish, or a little something that you could put some water into. Cause again, these cars get extremely hot 
and it's uh, it's tough uh, on the dogs, and it's tough on uh, you know uh, on people who walk by your car and they see the dog in the car. We don't we don't want to see that. Okay, all right. I, I, I'm not preaching here. I'm just trying to save a dog's life, or save a kid's life, or save somebody's life. Interesting week, hasn't it been? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's been a crazed week. A lot of insanity going on. And uh, we're not going to get into any of that. Uh, but what we will get into is something that is political uh, to an extent. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. We started something on Friday. We actually went live with it. And uh, I think it's going to be something that if you're a Seahawks fan, or if you're a fan of this city, excuse me, but I'm going to get a little up here with you. If you're a fan of the city of Seattle, you're going to want to participate in, I think. And uh, what it is, is a bunch of people uh, that were formerly would save our Seahawks and uh, some other projects around town got together and thought that it would be a good thing to do on the 25th anniversary of the passing of the legislation that allowed Paul Allen to buy the Seahawks, to contribute the money to build the stadium. We all know how successful that has been. Uh, you know, the stadium not only is uh, used for football, but for soccer. We got the World Cup this week and the announcement of we're getting the World Cup and so many other things that that stadium brings. I mean, you know, it's used as a voting center during the elections. It's used as, was used as a vac place to go get vaccinations because of how huge it is. And that you could go there and actually, um, you could go there and you could get, uh, you know, social distancing between people. So it was a great venue for that. So anyway, a bunch of us got together this week and thought that, it might be a good idea to rename uh, Occidental Avenue in front of the stadium. So that would be from Royal Brome to South King. So it's basically that plaza that they close off during the games. And there's a couple of businesses on there uh, off game time. But you can walk through that street. And we thought it would be a good idea if we could pay some kind of a tribute to Paul Allen uh, for doing all that he did in his lifetime. Now, I know there's probably, I know there's clinics and this and that named after him, but for football fans and sports fans and uh, all other kinds of people who uh, realize some of the benefit of uh, Mr. Allen's uh, generosity when it came to Seattle in this city, we thought it might be a good idea to see if we could get the city council to rename that just that strip of Occidental right there, uh, Paul Allen Boulevard, you know, in honor of, uh, of uh, Paul Allen. Uh, you know, he did a lot, uh, you know, around the city, again, not just in sports, but in several philanthropies around, uh, around uh, the city and around the Seattle area. He's been instrumental with foundation and, and, and just so many things. And again, without uh, Paul Allen at stadium and at a convention center theater and the, and the livelihoods that go on down there might not be happening. Might be a whole different scene down here. So 
Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's the People for Paul Allen Boulevard. Um, and you can go to facebook.com slash P-F-P-A-B, People for Paul Allen Boulevard. Facebook.com slash P-F-P-A-B. And uh, you'll find our page. There's a petition on the page that you can sign and you can um, get, uh, you know, uh, get the ball rolling. You can talk to your friends and encourage them. If you feel a desire to do that, I notice some people that probably are not going to want to do it. And that's what makes a democracy a democracy, right? I mean, you know, some people want to, some people don't. The majority wins. So we'll, um, we'll keep an eye on that, keep track on that. And, um, and then, you know, try to get you, uh, try to keep you updated on that. We suppose it's going to probably, we're going to try to get it done for the football season. Although I don't know that that's going to happen, but we'll try to, we're going to see if we can make that out uh, to get done. And and just bear with us for one moment as a connection just has gone a little bit unstable today. Vinny is currently in Roslyn broadcasting live from the Roslyn Vintage Trailer Rally. And we'll get into some more information about that. But again, the petition is for Seattle's Occidental Avenue to rename it to Paul Allen Boulevard. And it seems like we're still getting Vinny back in here. Uh, we'll just go ahead and take it over to a quick break here as Vinny takes a pit stop and we'll get our show right back onto the track here. So stay with us. He's excited because he just saw the new Ford Falcon. Well, everyone who has seen the 1961 Falcon is excited. But I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I don't believe we've met. Excuse me. I would like very much to have you meet Pigpen. Hello, Pigpen. I'm very glad to know you. Well, since Pigpen hasn't seen the Falcon yet, let's show it to him right now. This year, the Falcon gives you more power, more luxury, more comfort for six people, more of everything that has made it the world's most successful new car. It must be pretty embarrassing for the other compact cars to realize how they missed the boat. And you can now select from two engines, the regular Falcon engine, famous for mileage, and the new, more powerful Falcon 170 Special. You get a choice of engines? That's right. You have to admire the generosity. You also have to admire the Falcon's economy. It goes up to 30 miles on a gallon of gasoline. 30 miles is quite a distance. Especially when you compare it with what the others give you. And it goes 4,000 miles between oil changes. 4,000 miles? That's virtually beyond comprehension. Oh, and that reminds me. The Falcon's diamond luster finish never needs waxing. And yet, with all these exclusive features, the Falcon is still low, low in price. No other compact car offers this all-around economy. I must say, I'm very impressed. I'm sure the 61 Falcon will rank high in favor with the buying public. Thank you. Now you know why everyone's excited about the Falcon. Me too. The 1961 Falcon. The car no other compact can measure up to. 
Ever look inside a drop of gasoline? We do at Tidewater again and again, splitting the tiniest of drops even smaller and smaller and smaller. Then we check the balance of molecules to learn all that science can learn. All to make Flying A the most advanced gasoline of today and for tomorrow. From other Tidewater research programs come new ways to bring your car a longer engine life with lubricants designed to protect under all conditions in any climate. That's why Vidal motor oils are so widely used in 82 countries around the world. And Tidewater research also brings you greater safety with the remarkable new Flying A safety ride tire. First with the revolutionary Dynapol tread. New safety ride tires take extreme punishment with an extra margin of safety. Watch. At 50 miles per hour, these Flying A tires on the left stop 39 feet safer than other premium tires. New gasolines developed in Tidewater laboratories have to prove themselves under the widest range of driving conditions. They're tested for winter driving high in the mountains, tested for summer heat out on the desert, tested for start and stop driving too, tested and tested to make sure Flying A gasoline puts more action in your car wherever you drive. This research is just part of Tidewater's one and a quarter billion dollar investment for your car. And here's where it all pays off for you. In finer products and better service at your Flying A dealer. Drive in at Tidewater's sign of quality, Flying A. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. All right, we're back with you on Drive Time Radio. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but we're out in Roslyn. I mean, that happens sometimes. Sometimes uh, the, the phone works, and sometimes Sarah, the operator, has to, you know, crank up the generator to get it going. But I have with me uh, somebody who is a participant in the rally, Annika, right? Annika. 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 Yes. Annika, okay. Annika. Um. Uh, listen, I go with Vinny sometimes. And I have to explain <laughs> to people too. No Anika, good morning. Good How morning. are you? I'm good. I've had my coffee now. Good. You've had your coffee. Yeah. And, and which one of these beautiful vintage trailers is yours? Uh, we're peeking out under this tree over here. Oh, so that's a beautiful, that's a, uh, what, what it's it? a Zenith by Bulls Arrow. So that's what about a 56. 56. Wow. I'm one year older than that. Uh, <laughs> Than that trailer. So, uh, how do you like this whole vintage camping, vintage trailer scene? Oh, we love it. We've, I mean, we've been doing it now for about seven years, um, and we really have used ours. We've, we, I was just saying, we just finished up a six-week road trip yeah. in ours. So, it's nice to come to the rallies though and see other vintage people because you don't see a lot of them when you're just out camping. Right? Do you get? weird looks when you pull into like a regular uh, koa or something like that or do people come over and want to see it and want to uh, kind of check it out you know i don't i wouldn't say we get weird looks um we get a lot of love your trailer just i, I think maybe people don't know that they could ask to come and look yeah they, they if you're not into vintage trailers you don't understand that people actually love to show them off yeah, I, I mean, really, and if you watch YouTube, uh, you'll see there's a, a, a gaggle of people with vintage trailers that absolutely love uh, to show them off, to take people on tours and to show off, because this isn't something that you go to necessarily go to a showroom and buy. This right. is something that you put 
just like if you had a, a, an old collector car, you put a ton of work into it, a ton of time into it, I would suppose. Oh, yeah. How many hours do you have in this thing? Uh, well, we bought it in October of 2013, and we thought it was in pretty good shape. We were going to take it to California for Christmas, and my husband discovered in fixing a light that there were beehives in it. Oh, thought they would probably start buzzing at us in California when the weather got warm. So he took the skin off, rewired, re-insulated, redid a bunch of woodwork. Uh, so instead of going for Christmas, we went in March. Wow. And, and he had just, we had just kind of quit a job. So he did it full time. Wow. For November, December, January, and February. Now, are you living in this full time now? No, no. Uh, we've... Since we've had it, we've probably spent a little over a year in it. If you total up all of our trips, yeah. It, um, is it? I mean, I would imagine it would be much more difficult to live full time in a vintage trailer than it would be in one of the modern rigs with all of that. Or, or am I supposing wrong? Uh, you know, if I were going to do it full time, yeah, I'd probably want a few more feet. I mean, ours is, you know, the we got thirteen feet of living space in there. It's a little crowded you know, for sometimes. two people and a dog. Um, but you know, we get home and we're like, wow, this space is ours. <laughs> <laughs> but while we're out, you know, and you're outside a lot too. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, so you spend a lot of time outside the trailer. But yeah, if I was doing it full time, it might be a little tiny. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'd need a bigger vintage. <laughs> what about um what about parts for these things? I mean, is it, is it, uh, I mean, I would have to think that the company made that made that particular trailer might be out of business uh, already. And, and is there uh, I know for classic cars, you know, there's a million places on the internet. You can go year one and this and that. Uh, is it kind of like that for trailers as well? Yeah. I mean, my husband's definitely more the one who does that stuff, but yeah, I mean, he lost a little tiny piece uh, on a trip years ago that just fell off while we were in a sand dune that we probably shouldn't have been in. And I mean, it took him forever to find just yeah. this little replacement piece. So, you know, a lot of people don't try to find the exact replacement piece and they use something new. Right. Right. They build it or something. They may be fabricated out of whatever they can. Right. Uh, so that it's new and shiny. And whereas we have tried to really, really keep ours as original as possible. Now do you, rebuild the insides with the vintage stuff or do you try to modernize the inside we have kept ours as original as possible and it's it's a mixed bag i mean some people tear them down to the studs and put in modern cabinetry and modern everything and we have just tried to keep every piece of ours that we could as original as we could and, yeah and everything in ours is finds from antique stores or ebay to keep it as period awesome. as we could awesome so, so uh, your trips usually include a stop at uh at thrift stores and uh value village and yep every antique store every thrift store that we have time to go to and then we find things that i absolutely don't need and i buy them anyway well my daughter's trailer. here and i think she would say that that sounds like a one of our road trips as well and we're not even all in a trailer <laughs> <laughs> um have you had a chance to look at some of the newer trailers that, uh, you know, the, um, the vintage trailer people down in Tacoma 
are uh, are putting out these days? Have you had a chance to like look the, at the retro ones? Yeah, the retro you ones. Know, we looked at a couple when we were first thinking about doing this, um, and they just, I mean, I, I haven't looked at them in a long time, but they kind of like anything new. It doesn't feel like the quality is meant to last as long as, right. you know, the quality of something that was from the fifties. Right. So just uh, built better back. America was a heck of a country. Exactly. I mean, we've got a 1940s refrigerator in our house because they're just built better. Yeah. It was, (laughs) you know, when I had to change the furnace in my house, I had a 1955 furnace and that thing worked beautiful. Like, well, you have to change it. Why do I have to change it? Yeah. It's well, you can't get parts. Well, it doesn't break. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. we, we had a refrigerator repairman come out to fix our old, our new refrigerator. We asked him what he had, and he said he had a 1940s fridge. Yep. So we went out and bought a 1940s fridge. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, is this fun? You meet a lot of people. You get to talk to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and people who are into what you're into. You know, yeah. I'm sure that some people think we're absolutely crazy you know, to, to want to be in something old or something small, something without hot water or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's fun to, to see other people and people that are excited about what we're doing. We get to see other versions of what we're doing, yeah. which is fun. So would you do this again? If I could take you back to the day you saw this trailer and said, well, honey, what do you think? Uh, would you do it all over again? You know, my husband actually said to me yesterday, 10 years ago, when he started talking about this, I was very cautious. And now he said, he thinks he's created a monster. (laughs) 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 We were, we were very tired after six weeks of being on the road. So coming to this was sort of the last minute thing that we were like, do we do it? He, he probably would have preferred we didn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, now that we're here, I'm sure he's happy to be here. But Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be in the middle of Roslyn? To get the Roslyn Cafe. If you watch Northern Exposure, you got a few people to go to the brick or whatever. Yes, it's, we, uh, the last time we drove through here, we went to the brick. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, and they're talking about bringing Northern Exposure back. So who knows? Maybe if they uh, they bring it back. I'll have a place for your trailer on a TV show. <laughs> I see. I think there's a TV show in these things. Oh no! Uh, don't don't tell my husband that. I th- uh, Last year right. on our road trip, he spent the whole time telling me we needed to have a TV show. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I watch these things on YouTube, and I'm telling you, you have the personality for it. Oh. I think that I think there's a I think there's a reality star 90 day trailer. No, I don't know if that would work. <laughs> Two people. Somebody else can do it. <laughs> Uh, and again, thank you very you much for, for coming over and talking to us for a few minutes. No problem. We appreciate it uh, so much. No, no problem. And All happy, right. happy travels. Thank as, as you. They used to say that. So happy motoring. <laughs> Take care. Day, thank guys. you. That's one of the happy owners of uh, of the trailers that are out here. It's like a, you know, it's really like kind of a secret society. Not a secret society, and uh, you don't pull a trailer down the street like that and call it a secret but it's a it's a group of people who really like what they're doing and it's like anything you know like the chevy club or the corvette club or the ford club is you get together you show these uh, trailers off people are interested in them and you get to um to uh be a craftsperson you know you get i mean this is not something that you just take to a shop and have it done for you You know, this is something that you have to put time in and you have to put an effort. You have to put love in it. And and when you and again, if you if you look at her, uh, her trailer, 
uh, her and her husband's trailer. You can see the, um, excuse me, the care that that goes into it, and how much these people care about these uh, these homes. I mean, you know, these things are out on the road. Uh, you know, now you go on a, a YouTube or something like that, and you see van life and, you know, with the hashtag and everything. And there's a ton of kids and they go out and they buy a $60,000 Mercedes Benz uh, van with, a, you know, a bed, this, that. And boom, that's set. And that's great because for me, if you're getting out on the road and you're seeing America, this is such a beautiful country. And as I say now, we'll see it while it lasts. I mean, you know, because you, these things you don't know, right? <laughs> could be all gone tomorrow uh but you know get out on the road and see if and if the way you want to get out on the road is to do it in a in a a vintage or a regular uh sprinter or or whatever uh get out there and do it and enjoy it and 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 live a little um i i would like to hopefully sometime later this uh this summer be able to get one and you know take a trip out on the road and spend a, a few, um, a, a few, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks at least in one and, uh, you know, experience some of that camaraderie, some of that, uh, that community that springs up around these things. And it's, it runs you a little bit of money, but listen, if you go to uh, what, what is it? Uh, Club uh, Bananas or whatever it is, it's going to cost you Ten thousand dollars to cost you for a week in Disney's going to cost you ten thousand dollars. So you may as well spend your money on something you can stick in your front yard, right? I would say so. All right, Nathan, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm so glad to hear your voice, man. I was a little nervous there for a while. <laughs> it's all good. We're running nice and stable now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I used the hotspot in the car and. The car, when you shut it down, the hotspot shuts down, which I, I, I never figured out that they should leave it that the hotspot stays on when you turn the car off. Because most of the time, if you're working in your car or using the hotspot, you're, you know, you're, you have the engine off. You're trying to save gas, right? Uh, you'd probably want to put it in accessory mode. Uh, they probably want to stay away from, I think it's called, uh, what do they call it? Like parasitic draw from the battery. Because if yeah, it stayed but, on, you'd have to deal with that. Yeah. Well, that's what, and yes, that's also an issue in other cars, too. I mean, not just yours. If like, Be careful with parasitic draw in your battery if you're keeping things plugged into it and where it's plugged into. Just want to throw in that quick tip there because I uh, found that out one time the hard way. Did you have parasites? <laughs> uh, something called a dash cam that was plugged into an always-on uh. power source in the car. And... I just kept it plugged in, and it brought it in. It's like, what? The battery is dead. It's like, oh, it's parasitic draw. Anyway, yeah, be careful of that. All right, we'll stay away from parasitic draw and parasites. You know, sometimes you get those things in your ear, and you can't get it out. Like on that uh, uh, show, um, it sent me to the emergency room. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, all right, you got a question to ask me uh, for this week there, uh, my friend? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, what am I driving this week? Uh, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. I am driving one of my favorite vehicles. This one's going to go on the list as uh, one of my favorites of the year. This is I'm, I'm driving the Audi All-Road A6. 
So this is uh, as close to you as you will come today to a station wagon. Some may call it a shooting brake. Uh, I really, uh, really think this car is phenomenal. I mean, uh, you know, I've only had it a day and there's a learning curve because it is so technologically advanced. But once you get that learning curve going, once you uh, start to figure out where everything is and how you do this and how you do that, it's really unbelievable how uh, how nice this car is. I mean, handling wise, it, it handles like a, a you know like a car, yet it has the space of a midsize SUV. Uh, you don't have um, you know the big climb up into it. You don't have the uh, the rough ride. Uh, that you get uh, from an SUV, you have all-wheel drive. You have it, it goes up and down. It's just a, a more refined. And listen, the Audi SUVs are great, but this thing is is if you live in a city and you don't want to squire around an SUV all the time, this is about as perfect as it gets. Uh, and there's, there's so many different features in this thing. You have automatic ride control. Uh, you have uh, different sport options that you can use. You have uh, the uh, uh, entertainment system and the HVAC controls. Um, I don't know if I like this yet or not. They're all um, finger, uh, you know, they're controlled by electronic screen. Nothing seems to be controlled by, uh, by just a regular um, switch anymore. And that's good and bad. And the only the only negative I've seen in a very comfortable car, too, by the way, great leather seats. The only thing I've seen in a car so far that I don't like, to be honest with you, is there just seems to be a lack of places to put your stuff. You know, you travel today with a phone and a couple of pairs of glasses and all of this kind of stuff. And, and it seems to, you know, that the, the cubby hole where... You would normally have where you would stick a pair of glasses and have the USB ports and stuff like that. Center lower dash. It's filled with a screen. So it makes it a bit difficult to, um, you know, to function with, uh, you know, you know you, you're hanging on to all your stuff. Your phone's here. Your this is there. Uh, I'd like to see him, you know, put a, a, a little more space somewhere. But again, I understand that with a car. You don't have the same space as you do with an SUV. So if you're somebody who carries a lot of stuff with you, either get a bag and put it on the passenger seat or take a look if this thing fits your needs before you buy one, because uh, that was one of the first things I noticed in the whole thing was, where am I going to put all of this stuff? And if you get two people in there with two phones, it starts to get a little crazy. And if you get two people and a dog, well, then, you know, <laughs> it just gets nuts. Um, so anyway, that's the uh, the Audi uh, A6 All-Road. Uh, again, a spectacular car. I have a full review of it uh, this uh, coming, uh, well, next week. This coming, next, this coming Saturday. We're in this coming Saturday. Next week, we'll have a full review of this one. And don't forget that you can go to uh, our Facebook page at... Um, drive time radio and tv.com uh, or uh, excuse me drive time radio and tv on facebook or you can always go to uh yo vinnie what are you driving this week
Uh, there's, that has its own Facebook page as well. And that's uh, at Vinny Drives on Facebook. And you can keep up on what I'm driving this week and the good and the bad and how the week is progressing. All right, I'll take a quick break here and then we'll come back. We have the, uh, the drive time road test coming up for you and uh, a cartoon as well. So don't you go anywhere. We are live in Roslyn at uh, the big vintage trailer event right here on 1150 KKNW. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, we're back with you. Sorry that I'm in a contorted uh, position here, but uh, we're kind of, you know, moving around a little bit. Uh, we gotta, we're doing this out of the back of the Audi, which is uh, you know, our usual MO. One of these days, I'm going to invest in a chair and uh, table and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it'll, uh, it'll be good. But anyway, um, all right, we, uh, we have our cartoon of the week for you. Which, uh, you know, it always surprises me how many uh, cartoons there are out there. And we do them every Saturday morning because we love cars and we love tunes. So uh, we, uh, we let Nathan pick this morning until Nathan gets that uh, cartoon clicked up. Uh, as you saw this week on the news, I am sure uh, there is supposed to be some relief coming for gas prices. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you, how much relief we're going to get or how much it's going to be because uh, what are they talking about? Uh, 18 cents a gallon uh, as they do a a federal tax holiday. And I'm not sure how much the oil companies are going to be giving back of that. You know, I don't think there's going to be a requirement that the oil companies pass the savings on to you. So would it shock you if they turned around and said, well, you know, we probably don't, uh, we're probably going to do you a favor and not give you this extra money because you'll get in trouble with it. Uh, we think our CEO should have that money that it should be better suited for him or her than you. So I'm not holding a lot of fate in that. And I'm not holding a lot of fate in them drilling. All right, Vinny, looks like I got something pulled up here. We're just going to kind of wing it and see what happens. All right. Here's the okay, song. Let's... It's uh, by Colt Ford. It's called No Trash in My Trailer. So let's see how this no goes. No Trash in My Trailer. <laughs> I like that. All right. Way to go, uh, uh, Nathan. All right. Here's Colt Ford. Ain't no trash in my trailer. There ain't no trash in my trailer. That's uh, Colt Ford. 
and uh, a, a perfectly appropriate song for uh, the venue that we do the show out of today as we are here in Roslyn at the uh, uh, the big vintage trailer rally. Uh, and again, if you're, uh, you're looking for something to do this afternoon, uh, I could think of, uh, you know, they're going to be giving tours later this afternoon. And I could think of no better thing to do than to uh, uh, jump out and, uh, you know, check out uh, the, uh, the rally here. And uh, they'll be giving tours of these different vintage trailers. And there's, you know, I see at least uh, one, two, three, uh, four Airstreams. Uh, I see a lot of smaller trailers. Don't forget, I see five Airstreams. I see a lot of uh, uh, the smaller Winnebago-type trailers um, that uh, you're probably used to seeing in older movies. There's a couple of Walter Whites out here. There's uh, some really nicely done-up trailers, uh, pink and red, uh, uh, pink and cream, I should say. There's a red one over there that looks... Uh, that I'm going to uh, especially want to take a look at inside. And it's just a, it's a nicely done event that people can come to. And I believe they're also going to have a flea market out here later this afternoon. So it's something that you can, uh, you know, have a perfect day. You jump in the car, you drive out to uh, Roslyn, you go over to uh, Easton to the lake, jump in, swim a little, come to the vintage trailer rally. Uh, walk around a little and see the vintage trailers, and then uh, you've made a day of it. Stop in uh, Clay Ullum at the Utotem. I mean, really, does it get it? If you live in Washington, does it get any better than that? Especially the Utotem, man. I mean, how do you, uh, how do you not uh, not want to go and hit that place up? Which is, I think, what we'll be uh, we'll be hitting up for lunch after we're done here. Uh, my beautiful daughter is with us today. She's uh, helping me produce the show, and she is uh, she's producing the show uh, along with uh, um, oh, there he is, along with Oli. Um, come on over a second. I just quickly wanted to introduce you to my my beautiful daughter Erin and Oli the dog. That's my grand dog. Hello. And uh, how do you like? Uh, what do you think about all of this, all these trailers? It's cool. It's um, it's definitely something different. I feel like we've been to a lot of car shows together, but never a trailer show. Um, so it's cool to kind of see, um, you know, the the marriage of driving and living uh, together in uh, one spot. And it looks like people have some really unique uh, trailers going on. And I really loved that Anika, you know, kept hers, uh, you know, in a very... Uh, vintage condition i thought yeah. that you know like keeping that integrity is like really cool and um you know just really shows that she and other people here have a lot of respect uh for the you know the craftsmanship of their trailer yeah you know it's amazing i mean time and time again you hear a million times well you don't have uh you, you know kids today young people today don't have respect for what happened and this and that and yet you come here to an event like this you see young people with these vintage trailers, you say, well, there are people who look back and see that craftsmanship in uh, the, from years gone by and not only appreciate it, but are willing to get their kind of hands in there and, and learn it and learn how it was done uh, back in the old days. Like I said before, almost anybody can go out and buy um, a trailer. It's not hard to go out and, you know, spend 70, 80, a hundred thousand dollars on a, 
you know, on a um, ready-made, drive it off the lot, tow it off the lot trailer. But these things take uh, extra maintenance, extra care, searching for parts. It really becomes uh, part of a lifestyle, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think more and more young people are getting into it as, you know, I know my generation, you know, like I'm turning 30 in a couple of weeks and I'm, you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, I think more of my friends are thinking of like home ownership and how unattainable that really is right now for a lot of young people. So I know that I've had more friends who are interested in, you know, looking into alternative living situations like vans, like trailers, um, you know, and also too, just with, you know, travel costs getting so high i know gas is really high right now but plane tickets are also shooting up yeah. it's a great alternative to have a place to live um but also to get out and you know explore right now if you have a type of job uh that you can work remote mm -hmm. if you have a type of job that you can uh or you don't have to go into the office every day you can be out on the road and you can and can work i mean is there a better lifestyle and to you know see different national parks and See stuff like that. I can't think of one. Can't think no. of a better one. There we go. Maybe you and I ought to get a trailer and hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Oli his own trailer. Yes, we'll get we'll get Oli his own trailer. Oli, is this your first appearance on radio? I think it is. I don't know. I've I've only had him for about a year and a half. So he yeah, lived so, so twelve we, long years before me. He could be a seasoned uh radio dog. Some of the radio stations I've heard, uh, yeah, he not only could he be a a seasoned uh, uh, dog, but uh, radio dog, but he could actually had have hosted a morning show. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's roll on. Thank you, Aaron. It was fun talking to you on the radio. It's been a while. It's my beautiful daughter. Um, all right. Let's hit the uh, the uh, this week uh, our road test uh, drive time road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yes, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, uh, another week not finding anything ugly about uh, the car that I'm driving. Uh, this week, uh, uh, Nathan, a car that you're familiar with, uh, the Mazda 3, uh, the uh, turbo uh, sedan. Not the hatchback, not the, the but the the uh, sedan, and for 2022, not a lot of changes except the uh, the turbo edition that I was driving uh, is um, uh, you know nicer wheels, a bit of a uh, a nicer uh, paint job, more premium paint job. In fact, they called it the turbo premium, uh, and no all-wheel drive in this one. Uh, again, I continue to be impressed with this car. Uh, you know, we just did a report on one not that long ago. And with the turbo and the premium gas and everything, I mean, the car flies. It uses gas when an eye drop. I think I got 27, 28 miles to the gallon uh, with it. Um, it handles like a champ, hugs the road like, uh, uh, like a lost kid hugging a policeman. Uh, I mean, it really is... Um, uh, you know, a, a, a well-managed, spectacular driving vehicle. It's spacious enough inside uh, where uh, if you're big like me, you don't feel confined and trapped in. Uh, there's plenty of trunk space, more than uh, in most of the other uh, uh, vehicles of this, uh, uh, of this class. Uh, Mazda has done a great job of upgrading their interior materials uh, to where 
you really kind of feel like you're sitting in a luxury car instead of, uh, you know, uh, just a, an economy car. And, um, you know, with 250 horsepower, uh, you know, you could put this thing up against uh, a small BMW or a, a small uh, Audi and come out on top. It's just a, a solid vehicle. Uh, the one I drove was 34000 500 bucks sticker price. And as we know these days, sticker price is, uh, you know, to get a car for sticker price is almost a dream. Uh, but they're still out there. They are, um, you know, there are bargain, well, I don't know if they're bargains to be had, but nowadays, if you get a car for sticker price, it's a bargain, right? You're, you're, you're feeling happy uh, that you were able to do that. Uh, Nathan, you are the owner of a Mazda 3. Um, have you looked at the newer ones, and what do you think? Not at the moment. I'm still kind of writing out the warranty of my car, so I'm just waiting for that to. But, you know, when we last drove the Mazda 3, I was really impressed with what you said, like the luxuriness of the vehicle on the inside. Once you get outside of the vehicle, my initial thought was like, wait a minute. I forgot that I was driving a small, compact economy car. You know, I felt like I was in maybe a small size Mercedes SUV based on the quality of that interior. Yeah, they've really stepped up their game when it comes to uh, interiors. I mean, I don't know. Uh, listen, I haven't driven every $35,000 car out there, but I've driven a ton of them. And Mazda right now just seems to give you uh, the best bang for your buck. And uh, and I also like the fact that you're you're Although Mazda is certainly more popular than it has been in the past, uh, you're you're not driving a car that everybody else is driving. You know, these days you're driving a Kia, you're driving a Hyundai, you're driving a Toyota. I mean, good Lord, there's, you know, you stopped at a traffic light with 20 of them sitting there. And, you know, the Mazda still has, uh, it's still not popular enough where you see those, that volume of Mazdas out on the street so you, you also get to drive something unique and as i always say it's it this car isn't for everybody the monster um the driving dynamics uh you know you get you get a lot of road feel in this car you get a lot of uh i don't want to call it noise but there's a lot going on when you drive this car and if you like that kind of thing and if and if you like that kind of thing it's uh it's certainly worth something uh, checking out. So that's the Mazda 3. As I said, 34000 call it $35,000 sticker price. And um, uh, a, a great car, uh, plenty of backseat room, uh, great warranty, which I believe includes service, if I'm not mistaken. And it scores well on the crash test. You can always look at the crash test at uh, IIHS, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety or uh, nhtsa.gov and that'll give you the poop on the uh, on uh, the different crash tests to know if you're driving a vehicle that's uh, safe for you and uh, these days I suggest that you um, look that kind of stuff up because uh, there's a lot of crazy people out on the road man you want all the protection you can get out there uh, in uh, the you know just the kind of insanity that ensues out on the road so anyway all right well listen that is going to wrap it us up for us don't forget to go to the facebook page 
at um, Paul Allen, uh, People for Paul Allen Boulevard, and uh, sign up and uh, get on our get on our list. Sign the petition and uh, let's do uh, let's do uh, something right for Paul Allen. He gave uh, sports fans and uh, culture fans uh, a much uh, many gifts in this city, and it only feels right that we name. Uh, you know, a small piece of street. We're not even asking you to rename all of Occidental, you know, just uh, rename the one piece. All right. All right. Nathan, thank you very much for your production. Aaron, thank you so much for producing. Oli, thank you so much. And as always, thanks to George Jackson and Keith Slater and all the people to keep this show on the air. My beautiful sister, Mary Ann, because I know she listens every week. And we'll catch up with you next Saturday morning at eight o'clock. If the Lord's will. Willing and the creek don't rise. Have a great week, everyone.